Y'all ready? Cause I'm ready. What up, what up, what up? It's your girl Keela G. And it's your boy Dave Carter. And we back at it with episode 62 of the 17th Divisical Podcast. What's the word, Dave? Oh man, everything, everything. You know, had a very eventful night last night and 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 early morning events took place, but you know, we'll talk about that later on in the show. Yeah, yeah. It was an eventful night. We went to the um that comedy show. Yeah, the yeah. lit laugh, lit live laugh comment, something like that. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't go together. Like we don't fuck with each other other than doing this podcast. <laughs> so just so y'all know, like uh. this is just business right here. It's like no, <laughs> no, but yeah, I enjoyed myself. I did really enjoy myself. Did you really, really like the show? I liked, of course, I like Lil Duvall. He he was he funny. Was, he was funny. But go ahead. He but was I don't. Okay. But the thing is, we have to remember this wasn't there. Like I think. He would have had longer time if it was just like his show. Like, say we go see him at, we don't have an improv or whatever. Like, he might do a full 40 minute set okay. as opposed to, it seemed like they only did like 20 minutes. I was surprised that Corey Holcomb and wasn't his shit long. was like 16 minutes yeah, long. Yeah, I was like, damn, but it was time. I don't know what the fuck happened. Well, well I honestly think that somebody went, like, he, to, if he was the headliner, I'm guessing. I don't know. How That's he, what I thought because on the flyer he was the biggest. He was the pitcher. big leg, right? Right. Yeah. So if he was the headliner, to me, everybody had a longer show than he did. Yeah, Country I thought that Wayne too. Did. I didn't really like him. Uh, I don't think his comedy was for that comedy show. Well, he to me he's more of Instagram funny. Yeah, because that's how he got started. But to me, it was it it was a it was okay. It wasn't like. You know how most comedians like a Kevin Hart or somebody have that one joke that have you laughing all the way home? Yeah. Or have like a joke that have you tell somebody outside well, of Well, Corey Holcomb, his thing was like, who out who out in here side bitching? Like, that, hold on, but think about it though. Didn't everybody have a side bitch joke? Yeah, but his whole set was about side bitch. And if you watch Corey Holcomb, if you listen to Corey Holcomb a lot, his jokes are about women. Like yeah. side bitches and abortion. Like he always having yeah, abortion jokes. he got joke. them raw uncut. Right. But Lil Duval, I did like when he was talking about wild boy. Like that's true though. You a wild you boy. You a wild boy. Yeah. yeah, we <laughs> But you can remember, but he was like like when he was saying how women uh <laughs> like your man's could call you on the phone. Dog, did you fuck that bitch last night? Such 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 and you on the you in a car with your girl and you like, uh yeah, yeah. Wild. wild boy. <laughs> like trying to say then he was like, girls would be like Yo, the girl answered, hey. Oh, he with you? Oh, he yeah. With you. yeah. <laughs> so you know what that is. Because y'all slick as hell. It was yeah, like, it, it, yeah. And like I said, it was a solid comedy show. It wasn't like I regret spending my money on it, but. You know who surprised me, though? Who? Chico Bean. Chico Bean was funny. He Bean, surprised me. Chico Bean was funny. I like the fact that they included the crowd. Yeah. With the woman that said she ain't had sex in two, two years. Two years, yeah. Yeah, so I really, really, I really, really. That shit was funny to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I like the fact that um, Lil Duval brought Kool-Aid out. Yeah, I did too. You know. I did and too. And I, I got to give it to the guys. I got to give it to Chico Bean, who, uh, when he said he went to Brightmore. Mm-hmm. So they incorporated. And you know what? It was a lot going on in the city yesterday. It was, you know, the comedy show. Mm-hmm. Emory had the um, Puma thing. Yeah, what? Yeah, that was at Mr. Allen's. That was yeah. at Mr. Allen's. And then, you know, the Red Wings had their game and everything yeah, downtown. Yeah. 
So, you know, Detroit was very, it was popping on a Saturday. It was. It was a lot, yeah, because that parking was crazy to try to find mm-hmm. a parking spot. Yeah, yeah, but, uh. I did enjoy myself. I did enjoy myself. You know, just to get out, like I said, I don't mind spending the money if, if I'm in lab. I did laugh, though. Yeah. So I had a drink yeah. and laugh, so. Yeah, so, and then you know what? I've been in I've been in Detroit. I'm 39 years old. Oh, I gotta, I'm, I'm letting my age out. <laughs> 39 years old. I've been in Detroit 35, 34 years. Right. That was the first time I ever been in the Fox. Get the fuck out of here, David. That Damn, was the first time I've ever the been hell? in the Fox. Where, you ain't never been to no concert at the Fox. No, because every concert I've ever been to, like a Jay Z concert, has been bigger than the Fox. And I don't go to the Jeezy concerts because I, I don't want to get shot. So I don't go to the Fox. Or, well, Fox have nice concerts. Like, well, every time I saw Jill Scott, it was at the Fox. When I saw like, well, when I see um, concerts like that, it's normally at Shane Park. Oh, see, you know, or yeah. uh, what's that one way out? Uh, not Pine Knob, it's something else. Uh, uh, the DTE, called, yeah, Energy Theater, DTE yeah. Energy Center. But you know, it it was cool. That yeah, was my I first time a at the Fox. Couple comedy shows at the Fox. I went to see Jamie Foxx. This was years ago. Jamie he's, Foxx. Yeah, he was okay. one of the he's one of the funniest comedians actually that I've seen. Do stand up, one of not the but he's one of them. Mm-hmm. But that this was like years ago. Yeah, I mean, I like Jamie Foxx. Like Jamie Foxx, he's he's unadulterated too. Like Jamie Foxx tells yeah. the truth. You've never been like to that. the Fox? That's my first. Oh my, my goodness! That was my first time at the Fox. I'm about yeah. to have to find something that's going on at the Fox so you could go again. Sheesh. Yeah, we got. I, and I know you know what it's a. It gives you that old school amphitheater feel. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Like that was my first time at the Fox. Temptations of Rita Franklin. They used to pay twenty five cents to go up in there. Ask your parents. Oh, they not from here. Your dad from here. My dad from here. Yeah, yeah. My mom and dad from here. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't no telling what my dad did. Yeah. He probably probably broke into Fox a (laughs) hundred times knowing him. But um, that was my first time at the Fox. I really enjoyed myself. One thing I don't like the way they had the food. The food set up. You know what I'm saying? You know how they got the lines for the beer. Yeah, but the key is when you go to the Fox, everybody, as soon as you walk in, it's the bar, kind of. Everybody be at that bar. Then you go in again, everybody be at those bar. The key is I go upstairs. To the bar, right. To the right, bar. Right. And right. to the restroom. Right. It right. don't be that crowded upstairs. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it's like almost like when you walking through the doors after you go through the metal detector. It's like you damn near running mm-hmm. into the bar line or the drink line or something like that. Because people but, can't wait. To go inside, it's like right. they be so pressed, but yeah, but no, I you know I had a really good time, or whatever. Um, I do agree. I think Corey Holcomb should have had a longer set because he was Ex- like especially they, um, when he was the headliner. I'm guessing yeah. he was the headliner. It it seemed like it, and he went on last. So, but no, I wouldn't mind seeing Lil Duval again or whatever. But I knew he was gonna perform his song. He got to. <laughs> I mean, he a little dude though. Oh, little ain't the word. But he know he little though, and he don't try to hide it. Yeah. Did you? But speaking of him, did you see him on uh, Undisputed? I missed it. You gotta go on YouTube and watch that. I missed him it. and I missed uh, it. him and uh, Shannon, they like cousins. So you know that when they hugged each other, what a boy, boy, boy! <laughs> like it was just he was just funny. And then he gonna have and they both country. He was like, look, look, uh, Shannon. He showed put it. Duvall put his shoes on there. And he asked Skip, he was like, I mean, he asked Shannon, how the hell you wear these damn dress shoes with no socks? Because my feet hurting like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lil Duvall, I like Lil Duvall, man. He's funny. It seemed like he's funny just in regular conversation. Yeah. Yeah, so. But um, um, here at the 17th of Vizca, you know, podcast, we transparent, right? 
So, you know, a lot of times I always talk about, um, you know, my son and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, you know, yesterday was homecoming. Yep, homecoming. So well, my niece went to homecoming yesterday too did at she, did she, did she, enjoy, she enjoy herself? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yesterday was homecoming. So a lot of times, you know, my family members, they think I got the perfect kid. Lo and behold, I don't have the perfect kid. He I mean, has a good kid. I have a really, really great kid. Like, that don't get me kid, wrong. That do teenager stuff. And he, when I mean, well, it depends on teenager shit. Right. Like, I'm not worried about him smoking weed. I'm not worried about him stealing or nothing like that. Kayla, you know, I don't know if you went through this with your, ne- with your well, not with your niece yet, but I don't know if you went through this with your nephew. You know, we gave my son a you know, half-ass curfew, you know, and everything like that. So our listeners, I don't know what state y'all in, but here in Michigan, when you got your driver's license at a certain age, you can only drive so many hours. Mm-hmm. Right. Guess what time my son got came home in the morning? What? Three thirty this morning. <laughs> right. Oh, that boy wildin' wildin'. He was hanging out out. Kayla. He was in them street streets. <laughs> <laughs> like he was probably getting some uh, uh. Don't say Sorry. that. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> Sorry, DJ. <laughs> like like now, granted y'all my son is a good kid, but that's that was some ungrateful, disrespectful shit. Yeah, that was disrespectful. But you gotta see I mean they're going to test you, but, like, the thing is, the narrative now that you have to see is, like, once you got in his ass, how is he going to respond? Like, you well, know what I'm saying? Just, is he going to take what you told him and kind of understand it and do better? Well, yeah, but you know what? Like, my thing is, when you do shit like that, I knew that wasn't him. He was following somebody. And that's, that's what really what, pissed you off. Right. That's what pissed me off, along with the, you didn't communicate. Now, I'm not saying that that would have been okay at any measure, but you didn't communicate. So if anything went wrong, you didn't even have the decency or the respect or the wherewithal or anybody in your... And then he was with his cousins, too. So nobody had the the, the decency. We should go home or... Right, right, late. right. Or the, or the voice of reason to say, hey, y'all, it's time to go home. So, you know, to that, I had to get in his ass. And you know how black dads get in their kids' ass. Like, we get physical with our kids. Yeah. And, you know, that might have been, I, ne- I I don't think I've ever really whipped my son as a baby on now, but I really, really had to get in my son's shit. Like, I really, really had to, like, let him know that he not that you're not grown. You're still a kid. I mean, you got to do that checking every now and then to keep him humble, to keep him grounded, to let him know, like, dog, you still a kid. Right. I'm right. still responsible for you. Exactly. And I think kids nowadays, well, you know what? I'm going to say kids, period, because I even thought about it. I don't think kids realize that the shit that they're doing now is not nothing we didn't try when we were little. Right. But I just think now it's just a little different. Well, time's different, yeah. but, but our times are different from our parents. Right. Because cause now you got a cell phone. I remember when I came home late <laughs> for a curfew. Uh, it wasn't like crazy late, but I came home late and it was true. I did come home late because his tire did get jacked up. So we, he had to change his tire. Right. And then, um. And then cell phones went out like no, that. They, so you had to use a pay phone or something like that. But right? I didn't use a pay phone to call my mom. I just came home. Oh, you just walked in the house. Yeah, house. And I got in trouble, but not like 
trouble. Um, she just told me next time call. Right. So guess what? I just started calling like I'm gonna be late, yeah. and I was late all the time. You getting some? Was I? No, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't even doing it. We were just hanging out. Like the well, thing is, we just... would be going to um, damn, what was the place called? It was on Van Dyke off six ninety six. It was called. It was like it had a pool tables and video games. I can't think of the the name, but that's where we would go all the time and hang out up there. Then go get something to eat. Okay. Like I lived on the west side and he lived on the east side, so he would come get me. What the hell? I can't you know think what? of the so name when you of that date place. Somebody like that on two different sides of town. Somebody getting home late, unless you're leaving somewhere. Early. I mean, yeah, but I wasn't driving. He was driving. They had go karts. I can't think of the name of that place. I know what you're talking about. I, 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 I don't know the name the of it, but I think I know what you're talking about. Right. But I mean, but it is what it is. It's like you just just got to teach them that level of respect, you know. And that's the thing, like you know. When you know you instill all the fundamentals within kids, like, you know you do. It's a difference if, like, you know, you I'm a single dad, I'm out and about, you know, like, certain things are not being mm-hmm. taught or his mom is not teaching him certain things because his dad, no, like, his dad not there, like, no, me and his mom, co-parent, I think we might, I'm going to go on a limb and say we might have the best co-parenting situation ever. Now we don't agree on everything, right? And we might bump heads, but you know, for the most part, we we communicate. So when his mom told him, "Listen, when you leave here, you call me," you know, you you that you know you had to make this phone call, right? So when you decided not to make this phone talk phone call to communicate with your mom, you started to take shit into your own hands. Right. Now you go from eleven thirty, twelve thirty, one, two, three. What's what you think gonna happen? Yeah. So you know, I had to get in my into my son. I had to get in his ass, people. This was almost like whooping him from a from a grown man, from a thirty nine year old grown man to a sixteen year old son. Like this is one of the times I really, really had to get in my son face again his ass and really tell him like, listen, you're not grown. If you think you're grown, we can handle it like two grown men because a grown man is not gonna let another grown man get in his face. Mm-hmm. So if you really think you're grown, let's handle it like two grown men. Of course. At that time, he took the 16-year-old approach. Which he's supposed to. You was fucking father. Right. Shit. If he step to you and be like, come on in, Dad. He that's gotta, a whole nother fucking that's conversation. A, that's a, right. Like, but but, but you know fuck? what, though? But you know what? You do have some kids that take that approach. Yeah. Because there's no respect for the dad. And it's something. Of, but you're not going to bite the hand that feeds you. To bite the hand that supports you. Biting the hand that provide and do everything mm-hmm. you need done. Like, it's a respect thing. That's pretty much what it boiled down to. Like your son, I don't think, I don't care if he, I don't think he never crossed that path where he want to fight you unless no. you're just doing something just well, where no, you need I, your ass beat. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like only, only way I think me, like my parents been together forever. They're still together. Only time I would ever think, only time I've ever thought about getting physical with my dad was when I was a little kid and he whooped my ass. I just wanted to whip his ass. Right. But, but that's just. That's just human nature. Right. You'd be like, fuck right. you. Like, right. that's when you would put up middle fingers when they ain't when, looking. When they not looking yeah, and shit like that. But. that. I mean, that's just everything. I'm pretty sure he, he, all kids do that. Because if you ain't never did that, then you ain't, you ain't never got it in your kids' ass enough if they ain't never did that Right. Because my dad never hit my mind. Like, I never, ever experienced nothing like that. So, and my dad taught me the respect level as far as, you know, hey, you a kid, stay in the kid's place. This is a woman. Never do this to a woman. Right. Never, you know. And, you know, my dad also taught me. Any discrepancies that me and his mom have, 
y'all handle that behind closed doors to the best of y'all ability. Okay. You know, like, don't talk about his mom in front of him and stuff like that. And there's been plenty of times, like, me and his mom butt heads, and I went off and I said certain things, but then I had to come back, like, you know what, I apologize to my son by saying this about, it wasn't like I'm calling her out her name. But it's like, you know, I think logically, and I think a lot of people don't, so my thought process is different. But this shit right here, man, this, Keila, I was so mad, I was sweating. I know. And I don't I even get mad like that. My ball head was sweating. Like, you know, me and his mom having this conversation. And, you know, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, nobody was the voice of reasoning. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Out of all your out of all your God kids, nobody said, no, nah, we shouldn't do this. Like, what right, the hell? Right. And nobody said. And that's what I'm saying. Like, the way the pattern went, like, if you hear the whole story, it was almost like they did this shit on purpose. Mm-hmm. But then they're playing with my intelligence. Like, Oh, when them kids don't answer the phone, you know good and goddamn well. Trust me. This is the beginning, but the thing is, what you're teaching them, too, like, he does play sports, so if he is late for practice or have to miss practice, you got to teach him, you got to communicate that with your coach. You got to mm-hmm. learn to call people when, when stuff is not going as planned. Mm-hmm. And not just that, though, we as parents, right, like I say, I have a great kid. Like, I, he excels at everything. But that doesn't mean he's exempt for fuck-ups. Yeah. And that doesn't mean he's exempt for um, it's, those it's, teachable me, moments that I we always talk about. I call that a fuck-up. I just call that a teenage moment not thinking. Because sometimes you do wonder, like, with kids, like, what the fuck? You dumb? Right, like, like, right, are you right. Dumb? Right, like, are you re- are you retarded? Like, is it something that you're not understanding? But see, this is the thing, though, Keila. I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt, and I'm not justifying it. It would be a little bit different if we didn't say you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. If we didn't give him steps to take, or we didn't say call at this moment, call at this moment, call at this moment. It wasn't like, you know, he got dressed up. But he five. just don't he just being a teenager. He got where he was at and had a good time and wasn't thinking about y'all. That's, that's the, the bottom line. Probably you, so. But. And then that's the reality of it. We you can get mad as you as you want, but that's just what it is. And then part of it too, like with me, like with my nephew. Mm-hmm. When he went to college, I had to learn how to kind of let go slowly of the reins. Because it'll be like like I would be cussing them out like when I call you, like some things I still have to cuss him out for, but it'll just be like, I have to realize he's growing into a young man. True. Part of that is True. me letting go a little bit to let him grow into the young man he is. I mold, We molded him enough where he know right from wrong. Right. Like, I mean, that's a given. But what he does is it's on him at this point. But see, you said college, though. Right. My son is a junior. So but no. that was high school too. I mean, no, I had to get in his at like, like <laughs> it's funny. I don't, I don't know if he care if I tell this, but in high school, right? He get in middle school. He get all A's. High school, first year. I think he did good that first year. But then he started fucking up, like dog. But then you, because they got the thing where you can go online and check their grades Damn, and stuff. Uh, Parent connect, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So it. he get like. 90s on his test, 95s on his test. Then you look at the classwork. It's zero. So I said, dog, so you in class. Like, Not fucking, I ain't shit. doing right. doing the work. Right, I passed the like, test. like, well, I really don't need to. I just listen, then I know how to pass the test. No! You see, like, yeah, it's yeah, just like... just And it's to get not by. that he's don't know the shit. 
Yeah. Like he could do the classwork and get an A. Yeah. Because he, he was the type of kid, if you he read a book once, he could take a test on it and get an A. Right. So that's how he, he was just so used to retaining information, taking the test, getting an A. Okay. So that them in between years at 10th and 11th grade, you getting one point nine, you getting two point, then you wanted to play sports. So now you getting two point, no, you getting two point O's and two point fives, but you getting one F and then an A here, like you getting A's in math, right? You getting A's in calculus and shit like that, but then getting a D in history. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so it's just like that's that teenage stuff. Mm-hmm. No, but see, but see, the whole thing is this though. I I totally get what you're saying. I totally get it. But at the end of the day, like I had to tell him and my two God babies, if anything go wrong, they're going to blame the parents. If a car accident, flat tire, somebody get pregnant, anything that go wrong, right? Society, everybody's going to say, where were the parents at? Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's like if it's two in the morning, where it, was they parents where, where, where at? Why the they parents? sixteen? Why right. they out at two in the morning? Exactly. Because exactly. we've seen that. I've said it, but then now you like. At this point, a parent ain't thinking that they were supposed to be home at twelve. If something happens, bad happens to your kid, that's the least of your worries. You worried about your kid now? Right, right. And the thing is, we put everything in place. Like these are relatively good kids. So, you know, you give them enough leeway for them to say, okay, look, y'all, we know it's homecoming. We know you can only drive between these block of hours. We know after homecoming over at 11, y'all going to go get something to eat. Okay, hey, you take this person home, then you take your ass here. That's that trust That's factor, the, too. Like, right. they, you got to teach your kids, I want to trust you. I trust you. But then you mess that up. So mm-hmm. now we got to rebuild that trust factor. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not even going to say, like, parents teach their kid that. Now it's the kid to follow up, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and say, you know what, my parents trust me to do the right thing. Let me do the right thing. That There's way, there's gonna be times where they don't, but it's just like that's when you reinforce, reinforce your rules and regulations, mm-hmm. and that's all, that's all you can do is just reinforce them. It's like, like you, you think back, I've snuck boys in the house. I know damn well I wasn't supposed to. Right. I got in trouble for that shit. Right. And then I stuck boys in the house again. Right. So it's just like you. But say, okay, how did you get in trouble the first time? Well, I mean, I didn't it... really get whipped. The first time we I, we got cussed the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Did we get punched? You say pinched? Punched. Okay. I don't know. I can't remember. But we got in trouble. We got cussed out. You know what I'm saying? Then that was the only time I got caught, though. Okay, no, and that, and that's perfectly fine because, like, now let me ask you something. You got cussed out, and you're not for sure if your mama punched you or whatever the case. It was, it was Terry Lynn. Oh, we oh man, I know how Terry Lynn could be, but, but I don't. I can't remember. Did we get? I punched? think you. I think you did. But anyway, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, right? Let's just say if Terry Lynn kicked y'all ass, right? Because you wanted to be grown. I don't know what time. How old were y'all when this happened? We were teenage. We were like. Because they were driving. So okay. that we was like maybe 16, 17, maybe okay. like 11th grade, maybe 10th, 11th grade, something like that. I right, don't know. Right, 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 right. So, but you wasn't exempt from ass kicking. And Terry, nah. Lynn, and Terry Lynn family. Right, yeah, that, no. That, right. So nah, that now, do you think, like, if Terry Lynn would have kicked y'all last that moment, right, you probably wouldn't have did it again. 
What you think? <laughs> I would have did it again. Oh, see, see. That's now. what I'm but saying. See, what I'm it saying. was just well, like. Well, you deserve to get your I ass I mean, I'm just there. saying like you, your mama gone. She's supposed to be gone. Why the fuck she come back? It's her fault. <laughs> so you blame the parent for no, coming back? No, I'm about to say you tripping. <laughs> That's her crib. But it's like, you know, you time that shit. You like, oh, she gone. She gone out, out. But so see, you wait thing, to though. an hour that she gone. And then, I mean, like, it wasn't you. And then the thing is, when I was sneaking boys over, I wasn't even fucking. So you were just sneaking the yeah. chill? Yeah. Sometimes we'd be, they wouldn't even come in the house. They'd just be on the front porch and we'd be talking. So it wasn't even like it was a thing I was sneaking to try to have sex, though. But see, it as a parent. Just some, it was just something to do. But as a parent, we thinking, right, when you sneak a boy in, you fucking. True. Like, like you're not thinking. Oh, mom, I'm not doing that. We just chilling. Well, you can chill while I'm there. And then a part of it, too, was my mom, I couldn't go out on a date until I was 16. Okay. My birthday is later in the year. My birthday is in November. Okay. So everybody else going out, hanging out on dates. So you I just, had to wait to. You just couldn't wait. You couldn't, you couldn't, exactly. sit, you couldn't sit your hot ass down. Huh? Exactly. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to sneak them over. So oh, my no. God. But see, okay. No. And that's perfectly fine. But, you know, and those are the learning, those are the learning things that not, we go to. Go but through. the thing is that I think about it, it's not even like I couldn't have boy company. It was just, of course, she had to be there if I had company. True. So it wasn't even like my mom was like, oh, you can't have company or strict like that. It was just shit. I don't know. Like, that's just some shit you play with fire with. Right. So. And but that, I was and never like, if I went out, like when I said I did my curfew or whatever, it's not like I was coming home at three in the morning. I didn't do that until I got grown, like when I came back from college and stuff like that, or even when I was in my 20, like 21, see, you 22. Knew, but see, at that time, you know, like, you know, I'm not about to enter my mom. I'm not about to walk in my mom's house at Well, I did at first, and that's what she told me. She was like, if you're going to be out late or stay out all night, just tell me before you leave. And that was pretty much it. Like, so if I was going to, at that time, she didn't really care if I was going to spend a night with my boyfriend. Yeah, because you were grown. She would be like, just tell me. I'd be like, okay. I'm, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was just a conversation of communicating. So. Right. Right. So. But see, this is the thing. Like, when you have a teenagers and with everything going on in the city of Detroit, in the <laughs> world right now, like, shit is just crazy. So that was when I got that phone call or when I got that phone call, hey, I need you to call me ASAP. My whole thing is what the hell happened? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially when we give you all the amenities you need. You got a car. You drive back and forth to school. You know, he we bought him a car the you know, right before he turned 16. We didn't have cars at 16. True. You know what I'm saying? So we giving you everything. We giving you everything you need. All you got to do is just be respectful. You know what I'm saying? All you have to do is just be respectful. And I honestly felt like all three of them just disrespected us in the whole situation. So by that being my son, I had to get in his ass. I mean, you're supposed to, though. Like, even if you know it was some shit that you would have done or may have done, you still get in their ass because mm-hmm. they wrong. Right. Like, that's the problem. Like, wrong is wrong. I agree. And that's the thing, still getting their ass. And, like, you were mentioning something that what Steve Harvey said. Yeah, Steve Harvey has said, at what point? Did we start negotiating with kids? And, you know, I, I know you don't have no kids on your own, but I know you do. You did raise your niece or your nephew. Or, you know, you helped raise your niece or your nephew. You have a big part in their life. So I'm going to ask you that question before I answer it. At what point do you think parents start negotiating with kids? I think it's been going on 
for a minute though. Like if you think when we were younger, like if you don't do this, like if, you know, you had chores. If you don't do your chores, you can't watch TV or this. Is, I don't know if that's a negotiation, but you knew if you didn't do certain things, certain things were going to be taken away. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of how it is now. Like I know with my nephew and them, if they didn't do certain things, like they had the cell phones. Oh, you you giving me the cell phone? It wasn't no. No, I would take the cell phone. I would keep that them boys with me for like a week or two. Okay. And he would call me. You think I could get my cell phone back? No, but I don't think you're ready yet. <laughs> that was like, you were like, the, uh, be so you were mad. like the uh, parole board. Yeah, I'd be like, no, nah, I don't think you're ready yet. Because, you know, dude, the funny thing is, when I took the cell phone, all oh, the messages was deleted. <laughs> oh, so you was going through his phone? Yeah, like sometimes I'd be like, let me see your phone. Oh, you I mean, I would just do that random to just... You got to keep an eye on your... It, was, it wasn't just all the time. It was just like, I got to see what you're texting. And I would have to tell him, like, I don't... Like, he cussed. I'm like, look, I don't care that you cuss, but if your mom ever got a hold of your cell phone and started cussing you doing through these texts, that's your ass. Mm. So I was like, you need to start deleting some shit. That's true. That's so true. I was helping him to be savage early. He's like, no. Nah. Yeah. But no, it was just funny, though. I was just like, uh... See, I, I mean, I honestly think that came about um, as far as the negotiating with the kids. I do agree. Like you say, hey, you know, hey, you do your chores, we'll give you this. But if you don't do your chores, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, but I think the more as a parent, the more our life got intricate, the more we started to depend on the kids. And then when you start to lean on kids, that's when the, the negotiation starts. Like, um, take me, my son, and his mom's situation. Um, of course, me and his mom not together, so it's two different households. Right. So by him driving and him and his two cousins go to school with him, we depend on him to get everybody back and forth to school. Everybody has something to do. He played football, somebody played volleyball, somebody else is a cheerleader. So we look at him or we lean on him to say, listen, they're going to ride with you here, here, there. So negotiation comes with, I can't. When I get off work or when I'm finished doing what I'm doing, I can't be there to pick you up if right. we take the car away from you wholeheartedly. Same thing goes with his mom. And now his mom has a little son, so he got a one-year-old brother, so it's harder for her to get back and forth to pick them up. And then you know how um, they don't take the city bus, but they do have a the cheese. a cheese bus. And by being winter, you know it's going to get dark early. It's going to be see, cold. But see, you're making excuses now. No, but I mean, it's just it's, how life is. I mean, it's, it's not, cold. It's not, no, you no, ain't never saying, catch the bus in the cold. Yeah, oh. I caught the bus in the cold. Yeah, I caught the bus in the cold, but I was more, uh, times is just different. I caught and the you bus in the cold. You caught the city bus. And the, you ain't see, even, it wasn't no cheese bus. see, I caught the city bus to school. I didn't catch the city bus home. I would catch the city bus home. See, what from time? From the east side. What time were you getting home? I was getting out of school like three. So three you get home about six? No, I would get home about five. It's okay. probably about an hour, hour and a half bus. So ride. imagine practice over at eight. But it ain't no cheese buses, is it? No, 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 no. We're talking about when we were coming up. Oh, yeah. Like, we but I mean, yeah, you couldn't bus. take the bus home because of the practice. Right, because so. of I practice. Mean, yeah. So my parents... Nah, like, yeah, when I had volleyball practice, right. so, no, so I didn't catch the bus. My mom came Exactly. So, right but here. now, now, like, if they didn't if, if they didn't have nothing to do after school, they get on the cheese bus, they'd be home in 10 minutes. They could yeah. walk. It's still daylight. But the way River Rule set up, the, that kids catch the cheese bus to a destination. And got to walk. And they got to walk home. Yeah. So... I don't want them two girls walking home by themselves. Yeah, I get that. But if it's all three of them, they should be well, okay. I mean, yeah, if it's all three of them. Because hopefully by that time, somebody's home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's when the negotiation comes in. So 
his punishment was uh, hopefully, well, I know it's going to work because he's not going to try this shit no more or whatever. But I just think the negotiation with the kids come from the way the whole everybody life is set up now. And everybody, it's more technology for you to communicate with people, yeah. supposedly. But then you know I learned, saying? too, you can, like, I know a lot of parents don't want their kids without cell phones because you do want to make sure they get where they're supposed to be. But you can have, you can call your cell phone company and have restrictions put on a cell phone where they can only call these select 20 numbers. Oh, no, it's, it's give me that. You know? Like, like. As of today, you only driving from eight to eight. Period, yeah. point blank. You driving from eight to eight, and at seven fifty, at seven, when you get home, your mama get the cell phone unlocked, all three of them. So, like you said, text messages. Your friends don't know you on punishment. So whatever they text you, whatever pictures they see, whatever mm-hmm. Snapchat, Twitter, whatever, she's seeing all that. Would you better tell them that you on punishment? Yeah, I mean, they already know that. Like they already know from my actions. So. I'm not anything else. Anything happens outside of the day, I'm putting my foot in your ass. Yeah. Period. Point blank. But I don't know. I don't see, and I understand he's a kid. I understand kids should happen. Like, but it's my job as a parent to say, "Hey, how do you forget to do your homework?" Right. You know what I'm saying? How do you lose your whole book bag? How do you lose keys? You know yeah, what I'm saying? I mean, shit happens, but like, yeah, you got to hold them accountable. And gotta, that's the whole gotta, thing. It's not even that you're getting on their head. It's just, you got to be accountable for your actions. And that's your actions. You went over here when you were supposed to go over there. You didn't come home with those are your actions. Those That's your responsibility to get home by a certain time. And you didn't do it. That's where the problem lies. Because to whom much is given, much is required. Right. If you want this, this, and that, you have to do this, this, and that. That's just how it works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just... If, hypothetically speaking, let's say if when you graduated high school, you got a $60,000 a year job. Say you worked at the plant, whatever. Right. And you wanted to move out by the time you were 19. Now, you might not have been ready to move out, but let's just say you say, Mom, you know what? I make $56,000 a year. I'm out. Right. You get your own place. Well, your mama say, you know what? You got your own place. You want to be grown. You got you a little shooter, a little car. You pay your own motherfucking bills. There. I'm not helping you with nothing. Right. That's part of to whom much is given, much is required. You want to be grown, you got to absorb those grown responsibilities. And that's basically what it was today. You want to be grown, I'm going to treat you like a grown person. So when you don't want to be grown, it's a reason why I'm in your ass. It's a reason why you're not grown yet. Right. You know, we all have to go through it. And you're still grown, folks. You still take, still sometimes just sit and listen to your parents because, you know, regardless. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, you know, to this day, you know, I go to my dad for a lot of advice. And, you know, um, whether if it's relationship, um, just uh, financial or whatever, because they got, they're at the point where I'm trying to get in life. Right. So I go to my mom and dad for a lot of, for a lot of advice. And um, I put my own spin to it because, yeah. you know, it's my own life. But, oh, yeah, you're not exempt from advice from anybody, especially if it's somewhere you're trying to get. Definitely. You're definitely not exempt from advice. Sometimes I just be like, you just say yes. Even though you may not take it, I just be like, yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, man. But um, I don't think I'm going to have it. I don't think I'm going to have this problem too many more times or whatever. So, especially with the way me and him, with the way I got in his ass. But y'all, but y'all got a good relationship too, though. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah, the thing. That's yeah. one thing that you will learn. It's more... They don't want to disappoint you than anything. That's what you'll learn. That and, you know, you have to 
as a as a young black man growing up in society the way it is, we're a, a lot of shit. We, we're held to a different standard. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We're held to a different standard. A lot of shit that can happen to a lot of other cultures. We can't, and they get away with it. We might not get away with it. No, it's. I mean, it's not. But then I think our respect level is a little higher too. You know, so it's a um. <laughs> It's just crazy because I never really, I don't think, I've got my son ass in life, but not to this point. Well, I mean, that's good. He's but, 16, though. He yeah. get older. The ass getting into is going to be a little the older bigger. You get, gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> the older the older you get, the more the, the, the more harsh it's going to be. Yeah. But like I said, he's a relatively good kid, so I don't see it happening too often. Or not like this, again, maybe until he 20. But when you're 20, you grown. So now right. we're going to grab on each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, he ain't going to grab on you. You're going to grab on him. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. But that's I, what happened. But, you know, I'm trying to be for everybody that think my kid is perfect. He's not perfect. We do have our moments, but they're very, very few and far in between. So I know here at 17th and V, we try to keep it as transparent as possible. And we always talk about our experiences in life. Yeah. You know, it is what it is, though. So that's all I got. Anything else you want to talk about? No, that's all I got. got. I think that was a good segment, a good, a good um, episode. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to episode sixty-two. Peace. We out. We out.